All right, welcome to another episode of the Forever Fast Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Jammin. Thank you very much for tuning in. I know it's been a while, but uh, there hasn't been much to report, but I've got a bunch of notes to go over, and uh, full audio episodes of this podcast are available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, uh, all podcasts, of course, and as well as on the YouTube channel, which I'll have a link for below in the description, so check that out. Um, all my other stuff is at Ron Jammin, except for Facebook, which is uh, Ron Jammin22, and also that's the name my music is under, my albums and singles, so be sure to check those out, but otherwise, let's get right into it. Well, it was teased a little while ago by the band himself, Vin Diesel, uh, teased it last month in December about the first trailer dropping less than two months. So it's looking like a Super Bowl. That'd be a great time. Uh, great for promotion. We're getting really close to the release date, which is in May for here in the States. So I'm concerned because they haven't marketed this movie well at all. And I'm not sure maybe it's planned that way because of the production budgets. Uh, it's reported to be about $340 million. And I'll get into more of that a little later. But I'm wondering if they can cut their marketing in half. Because, you know, like the photo that Vin just uh, shared, it's kind of underwhelming. It's him in that shirt we've seen numerous times. And it's just him. And very underwhelming. But the first look, uh, counting on the Super Bowl, which means it'll be a spot unless they play the full first trailer. But that means we'd never get a teaser trailer. So if it's a spot, it'll be about one minute. Uh, full trailer, about two minutes plus. But I just hope it's good. I'm looking forward to the movie, but we're really in the shadows on this one. We just don't know what's going on. Um, if it is a Super Bowl spot, then we'll likely get the first official trailer shortly after. Because again, we're getting really close to the release date. But let me know what you think. Well, it's been reported that Gal Gadot may be returning as Giselle. When I first read this headline, I jotted down possibly for flashback sequences. So you remember in the Fast Saga, Fast and Furious 9, when Han was talking about her, and we looked back to some early appearances in movies. So I'm wondering if they filmed new scenes with her, Maybe linking her to Mr. Nobody, how they met and such. Or if she's back, you know, quote-unquote, from the dead. Uh, the rumor is she appeared in one of two test screenings for audiences in December of last year, 2022. And it's funny because a while back I wrote a screenplay bringing her character back. So check that out. I'll have a link for you to my uh, Fast and Furious Fanatic website because I have a bunch of original screenplays. But I'm curious what you think of that. And this is interesting because we know that Owen survived, you know, being chucked from the vehicle out of the plane. And he was pretty banged up in that. But he seemed to be back in, you know, all cylinders firing, pardon the pun. And uh, the fate of the Furious when he helps out his brother 
on the plane. But with uh, Giselle returning, I was always wondering about that. Why was there no funeral or military funeral for her that we saw? It's like she, you know, we're led to think that she had died. And, you know, at the end of the runway strip, when we finally get there, uh, there are some hugs and tears. But even the family barbecue at the end of Fast and Furious 6, it's like, what about Giselle? So, I don't know, maybe Lynn left that open on purpose, but we'll see what happens. But one of two test screenings. So if she's just back and they address how she returned, or is it up in the air like Han's return? You know, was that a hologram? What was going on in the car? But I don't know if it's necessary because it all depends on what they have outlined for Han's story in the last two movies. What he's going to do. So he does a lot of damage. He kills the Shaw brothers. And maybe he has a falling out with Dom because of that. Because he, you know, urges him, like, don't do it. Don't go after them. You know, we don't know everything. But I don't know. It seems like we already have so many characters in these movies. And her death is so tragic and works so well for the story. But if she does survive, maybe she won't even reunite with Han. Maybe they're going to keep her story separate. I don't know, because who knows? I mean, Wonder Woman, that's kind of up in the air after 2 didn't perform very well. So maybe Gal wanted back in. And we never actually see her die, per se. I mean, we don't even see her impact with the ground, really. Like, her and Owen are just, you know, kind of thrown out and... But those things are done on purpose, though. It's like they know what they're doing in those movies. But uh, it'd be great to see Giselle again, but it just depends on how they bring her back. Or if this is all just flashbacks. That could work well, too. Well, when I first read about the $340 million budget, instantly that told me that Lewis, the new director, scrapped everything the Lynn shot and started from scratch. Now, Lynn stepped down as director about a week into production, so he didn't get much done. But still, it's like, why would you use anything he shot? You have your own vision. I mean, could be something as specific as, like, why well, have my own lenses I shoot with? I have specific ones. I want this to have my look. And I know I talked about it in past episodes, but I'm just concerned because... Lynn came back for 9, he's going to finish out this new trilogy, the last one, with 11 being the last movie for this vast family. And now that he's on board as producer, but what happened with him and Vin and the studio to make him step down as director? Are they going to go with a different story? They changed some things, they wanted new additions... It just worries me because 9, no cliffhanger ending. There was no surprise or anything in the movie because they spoiled everything in the trailers. And 10, is that still going to lead into 11? I just, I wonder what's going on. And I'm sure we'll learn eventually in documentaries and stuff and behind the scenes. But with a budget this big... um, 
Not only do I hope they make their money back in a profit, of course, which I'll talk more about later, but is 10 going to lead directly into 11? Are we going to have a cliffhanger ending, a real two-parter finale, like they're doing with the Mission Impossible with that series? But we'll find out. Well, so far, we don't know too much about these characters, but Jason Momoa plays Dante, who works with Cypher. I don't know if he works for her, with her. Does she work for him? Any ties to Edeon? And uh, Brie Larson plays Tess. And it's written that she kind of helps Dom and crew while they battle Cypher. And with those two characters, I wouldn't have even revealed that because it doesn't really tell us much. And you never know in these movies... Somebody going to change sides. Someone's an infiltrator. And the names... Uh, I just want to save that for the movie. Because that stuff, it just, again, doesn't really tell us much. Like Momoa's Dante working with Cypher. But I'm more curious what's going to happen with his character. Does he have ties to uh, any other characters? Same thing with uh, Tess. But that's all I know so far, and we'll see if they tell us some more in the trailer. But uh, Great Additions, I'm just worried because, again, we already have so many characters and some loose ends to tie up. Well, I was excited to hear that Brian Tyler has returned to compose the score. I'm hoping he does so for 11 as well. So Fast and Furious 10, a.k.a. Fast X, is set to release in May this year 2023 but I'm worried because again with the marketing we only have months to go until it arrives in theaters but Fast and Furious 11 is set to release in February of 2024 not even a year after Fast X so is Lewis going to direct it is Lynn going to step back in hopefully he can settle everything with Vin in the studio um, I know they're in post-production on Fast X. I'm not sure how far along, but at this point, I mean, February 2024, that's just over a year away. So I'm wondering, they'll probably start shooting it around the time that Fast X comes out. And they can get it done, but I remember uh, before Paul Walker passed, you remember that, so Justin Lin directed Fast 6, and the studio, this was in the summer of 2013, well, they wanted a Fast and Furious movie every year. So that's why James Wan directed Furious 7, which was supposed to come out in the summer of 2014, a year after Fast and Furious 6. But of course, uh, the tragic death of Paul Walker. So it actually didn't come out until April of 2015. But then they seemed to abandon that. Because uh, we got The Fate of the Furious two years later after Furious 7 in uh, 2017. And then, of course, Fast and Furious 9 was delayed uh, a few times. Finally came out in 2021. And now we're getting Fast X in 2023. So I guess for the last one, they want to keep them together and... You remember they did that like with the 
last two Matrix movies, or not last two, actually, because uh, Resurrections came out, but uh, Reloaded and Revolutions, uh, those came out kind of back-to-back, where you have them like six months apart or something. And that makes sense. Maybe they filmed them at the same time. Fast and Furious 10 and 11. But uh, I just, I don't know with marketing and all that. Because right now, you should start teasing Fast 11. We should get a teaser trailer. Because we got a year to go. But why would they release that? They'll probably have uh, an end credit scene that leads into 11 at the end of 10. But I have no doubt these movies are going to make a lot of money. Especially things are quote-unquote back to normal after the pandemic. So the theater runs will be great. But with these production budgets being so high, you can make a return. I mean, I don't know. It's all very interesting. And it just seems like there's not enough time. I wouldn't be surprised if 10 is delayed, maybe until the actual summertime instead of in May. So we got a big budget. I I hate to say it, but terrible marketing, just because, again, we don't have a lot to go off of as far as content. I remember Justin Lin shared some photos from the set. He had, like, Cypher, and those looked pretty interesting. And then, of course, the one that Vin just shared, which is underwhelming. But the marketing, I just... Where is it? So if the movie does make a return for the studio, will Lewis direct 11? Because they got to decide fast. Or just delay Fast and Furious 11. Um, Would you like to see James Wan, Rob Cohen, um, even Lin, if he works things out with the studio, if he comes back as director? I'm hoping at least he stays on as producer and helps out with the scripts in that. So if Giselle does resurface, it's likely Han won't kill Deckard or Owen, unless he's already done so. That could create more problems, though. And what do you think? If Giselle, she survived the plane incident, what do you want to bet that Mr. Nobody kept her survival off the books? And obviously he enlisted Han for the Project Ares thing. But Mr. Nobody, he's playing everybody. He's trying to do his job. He doesn't really work for anyone that we've seen anyways. And his job is just to get things done no matter what. Because he's not necessarily betraying people. He's just not telling them everything. But what do you think? Because I wouldn't be surprised if Han kills Deckard if he refuses to give up Owen. Because he's like, well, I'll just find him on my own. He'll look around, see any evidence or anything. And with another installment, well, another two, because we have 11, you think, what's going to convince Dom to get back in the game again? How are they going to lure him in? Here's what I think. This is one theory. Cypher will enlist Dante to track down and kill Jacob. Because Cypher knows that Jacob was causing problems with Otto. You know, the final battle in uh, the Fast Saga. So that would work, because she's aware of it. 
and she knows that Jacob and Dom are related. And if John Cena, he is attached to the project, Fast and Furious 10, Fast X. But I think it worked better for the story because at the end of 9, he rides off, you know, given a second chance. But even Dom said, a lot of people are going to be looking for you, Jacob. So what if he's killed off screen or do you want to see it? Another theory is that they're going to kidnap Letty. Which would, of course, lure Dom back in for a quote-unquote one last fight. Or maybe both. Another theory. This is about Han's arrival at Deckard's location. Han reveals a gun and demands to know Owen's location. Deckard refuses to give up his brother, though he sympathizes with Han's loss of Giselle. Han shoots him, leaving him for dead. And think back to the fate of the Furious when they staged Deckard's death. We see him get shot, but it's later revealed what really went down. So Han leaves him for dead, thinking he killed him or that he'll just bleed out. Uh, He frees the man in the bag and interrogates him about why he was there. The man in the bag mentions the drive that Deckard was holding. Han retrieves it, and they both leave. Han, or actually before they leave, I wrote this kind of out of order. Han reveals a photo of Giselle from his pocket, uh, the one from the car explosion, which was given to Dom from Sean in Furious 7 when they finally meet, and given back to Han at the end of Fast 9 off camera, off screen. And he drops it next to Deckard's body, Kind of as a message to Owen. So kind of like Decker did with the necklace uh, at Han's car. So, and that's more than just a theory. That's just kind of something I wrote I think would make sense. Because that way Deckard's fate we leave in the open. We're not sure is he dead? He shot him? Didn't shoot him in the head or anything. But he just wants him to bleed out. I mean, we saw he was in a gym... Who's going to check on him? Han had to knock on the door. Was it unlocked? Was he able to just walk in if he wanted to? But let me know what you think. And uh, just a brief scene that I wrote. And I'll get into this later about what's on that drive. What I think is on there. Okay, so this is... uh, Actually, let's get right into the theory. Um, how Hobbs and Shaw, the movie, will tie into Fast 10 and or 11. So one of the post credit scenes, uh, Locke, played by Ryan Reynolds, he's telling Hobbs about the new virus, because that snowflake one is secure. So I think Deckard tracked down the drive and held a man hostage in a punching bag, but needed more intel regarding it. Uh, This new virus plot will either be the main focal point of the two-part finale or mentioned in 10 but resolved in 11 when Hobbs, Sean, and more cameos appear. So I do think The Rock is going to come back. I think all that beef and that was staged. I know I've talked about that before in past episodes, but I think it's all because in 11, we're going to get everybody back. We're not going to see Sean... Twinkie and Earl in 10. They're going to come back in 11. I'll talk more about that later. 
But Hobbs and Shaw, why would they tease that new virus at the end? Now it's possible that there really was a falling out with these guys. You know, The Rock with Tyrese and Vin. And Hobbs and Shaw too will take care of the new virus. But I just, I see it being a big part of 10 and 11. And if anything, just a clever way to, for Hobbs and Shaw to bridge those movies. Because you had Hobbs and Shaw, Fast 9, 10 and 11, everything with Edie on. But it's a lot to juggle, especially with all the characters and all the new ones. But I think it could be an epic two-part finale. A lot going on, but uh, let me know what you think in the comments. And if you're listening on Anchor, you can actually leave a voice message. Well, today I was Googling Fast X just to gather the last of my notes for this episode. I saw Vin's tribute to Tyrese, and I thought, oh my gosh, did he pass away? Thankfully, no, he's fine. Uh, He just shared some really nice words about them on set, and very touching, but whew. Because tribute, you think like, you know, like something to Paul Walker, because he's passed almost 10 years ago. 10 years in November. But uh, that one had me worried, but I'm glad he's all good. And yeah, whew. Well, we know that 11 is going to be the last ride for this Fast family. But I'm not counting out uh, spinoffs. Because we still got a lot of characters in this world, in this universe. So here's what I think. This is one theory. I wrote out a bunch of notes. Not really a screenplay, but... And this all depends if Hobbs and Shaw, if that virus that Locke mentions, if that plays a part in the finale. Dom will sacrifice himself in Eleven. And this is kind of based on my theories. Giving himself up in exchange for Letty. uh, Revealed later is pregnant. While Cypher holds the world hostage with the new virus. I think she has ties to Edeon. Everything is going to come full circle. Everything will be revealed. Cypher is eventually redeemed, but is willing to give her life in order to stop the virus from being unleashed. Dom sees the good in her and wants her to reunite with Tess, played by Brie Larson, whom is revealed to be her daughter, thought to be dead. I think she was another agent uh, who worked for Mr. Nobody. The countdown the virus being unleashed cannot be undone. The Fast family loads the airborne virus onto a mobile unit and plan to explode it in outer space, as it could still contaminate a water supply. We see Sean, Twinkie, and Earl assist as they have a newer, modified, and bigger rocket car to haul it away. Letty is on her way back, but there's no time for Dom to say goodbye in person. He ensures she is given a walkie-talkie that connects to his earpiece, which he puts in as he gets in the car. Cypher insists she be the one to die with the virus. Dominic tells her that she has a second chance. And after losing Jacob, he realizes that without him in the picture, his family has a real chance of being safe. Roman and Tej enter the car with Dom, 
insisting they assist with the takeoff and venture into space because they've been there before. Kind of a here we go again kind of thing. Dom mentions it's a one-way trip, but they seem fine with it. Dom says farewell to Letty and says, take care of our son. She says, I was going to surprise you, as she never told him she was pregnant. And she wasn't even showing, so wasn't sure how he knew. The rest of the crew hears his final words to her as they gather around. Mr. Nobody was revealed to have been held hostage at the Hatfield house in Furious 9. Uh, that was the house we saw. Otto and Jacob, they threw the party and where they lured Dom to frame him for attempted murder. Uh, flashbacks will show. After nobody recorded the message to Dom and crew, Jacob, Cypher, and Mr. Nobody exiting the plane into another plane right below it, piloted by Otto, as the main plane is left unpiloted and crash lands. That's the one our team investigates. Jacob instructs Otto to take nobody to the London house and keep him out of sight while he waits for Dom and crew. And I had to think about continuity because like, well, how would he know that Dom would be on his way? Well, you remember in the video, um, he apprehended Mr. Nobody while he was recording the message to Dom and crew. And perhaps he saw the destination of it. And because, of course, Mr. Nobody talks about, you know, the precious cargo and that. And Dom, back in the car, glances at Rome and Tej as he says, ride or die. Kind of a callback to Furious 6 when they're about to board the plane. And Dom and Brian look at each other, ride or die. Uh, Dom calls Mia right before takeoff. She's back at home with Brian. He says, Mia, put the buster on. She's holding Jack, sets the phone down, and turns on the speaker as she calls for Brian, who is holding Olivia. Um, that's reported to be their, their daughter's name. So I'm not sure of that, but we'll just call her Olivia for now. And he joins her side. Uh, Paul Walker, deep fake. I think this is a very emotional moment. And when I started writing this, I was like, well, we'll hear his voice, but we won't see him. But then I thought, I think this is one of those instances where people would be okay with them doing this. Because his character is still retired, not in harm's way at all. And his final conversation with Dom, it'd just be great to hear and see him. So Dom is on speaker with them. He says, we had a good run, O'Connor. Brian says, don't you go leaving us, Dom. You of all people deserve to settle down. And he tears up, of course. You still got to meet Olivia. She needs her Uncle Dom. And then Roman, don't forget about Romy Rome, cuz. Brian bursts out in laughter while still tearing up. He says, don't tell me you got Miami's finest with you. Dom, afraid so, O'Connor. We're going to go out together, but you know you'll always be my brother. Letty's going to need you and Mia. And we see Letty breaking down in tears. Brian, Dom, there's got to be another way. Please don't do this. 
Rome Tez, you guys don't have to do this. And keep in mind, Brian and Mia, they don't really know what's going on with this virus or their sacrifice they're about to make. Dom glances over at Cypher, who is hugging Tess tightly. And he says, this is a second chance for everyone. Roman, we'll see you on the other side, homie. Tej, yeah, O'Connor, besides, you the family man. We got this. We got this. Suddenly, we hear the voice of Luke Hobbs, who returns after killing Dante, and he's in a chopper. He hacked into their comms. Oh no, you ain't leaving that easy, Toretto. Not without saying thanks first, you some bitch. He exits the chopper and stands by the remaining Fast family. Dom, I want you to listen to me. You exit that vehicle and trade places with me. You already got your money, your freedom, and your family. I got this. Dom replies, Hobbs, you've been like a brother to me. Your daughter is lucky to have you. This one's on me. Now, typically I'd write this out as a screenplay. Again, I'll have a link for you in the description to my Fanatic website. But I'm just going off of a theory or two that I had. So there's no full screenplay. A lot of characters I'm not mentioning who would all be there and a lot to say and do. But this is just one idea that I had for the finale. Because it's really dramatic and... At the same time, I mean, Vladdy's pregnant. We know that Dom, he wouldn't sacrifice himself. And that maybe it should be Cypher, because of all that she's done. And killing Elena, too. Kind of the Justice for Han thing. Where it's like, well, she still did a lot of damage, killed a lot of people. But uh, I'm curious what you think, so leave a voice message, leave a comment... And who knows, I might write out a full screenplay, so keep checking back for that. But with Eleven, of course, we might still see Dom and Letty walk into the sunset and live alongside Brian and Mia and their family. But let me know what you think, what ideas you have, what you see happening in the big finale. Well, surely we're getting a theatrical release of Fast Furious 10. It's just very exciting. I can't wait. I didn't see 9 in theaters. Um, I actually watched a lot of it online and then, of course, bought it. One day on Amazon Prime, they had all the Fast and Furious movies for 20 bucks. I kept checking to make sure because I was like, are you sure you don't mean $80 or something like that? But no, it was all for 20 bucks. So I bought it, and I watched the extended scenes, which didn't add too much to the movie, but but uh, we'll see what happens. Because it seems undeniable that 10 will hit at least a billion dollars in its theatrical run. But considering the budget of 340 and then however much they spend on marketing, which could be close to that number, um, they got to make a return... But I don't know, everything just seems kind of a mess. I mean, no one's talking about 9. It didn't really hit that much. It was that whole story. Everything was kind of wrapped up. Uh, the teaser with Han and Deckard is interesting. 
And that alone for me, like, it was like, oh, there's going to be 10 and 11, of course. But with Lin out as director and new characters, the marketing, it reminds me of uh, the Solo movie, a Star Wars story. Because that one, I believe, came out in like May of 2018. They had problems with the production, big budget. The two directors were fired. But anyways, the same thing with marketing. Just like The Hangover Part 3, it was like, where's the trailer? What's going on? No marketing, nothing, no promotion. But this movie, this series, you know, I mean, we're 10 in now. So, while they don't really need it per se, it's still for this two-part finale, like, get us interested. What's going on? Is Cypher the focus? The new virus? Mentioned Hobbs and Shaw. What's going on with Han? Is Giselle coming back? Uh, Sean, are we going to see him again? Because, you know, Fast and Furious 7. So he signed on to do three movies after Tokyo Drift. Furious 7, which I hate to count because that was a very brief cameo. And then, of course, Furious 9. He had a, you know, a small part, but considerably bigger than the one in 7. And that's only two. So the third one, I think they're going to save him for 11. But it's just who knows. Can they wrap everything up in two movies? Or are they going to leave room for spinoffs? Because with a big franchise, you look at Marvel, in 10 years, phases 1 through 3, the Infinity Stones, Thanos, they wrap it up. Here we got 10 movies over 20 years, 20 plus years. Yet they all hit, they're all really big and successful. And over time, you've seen the reviews go up the ratings in that for like the first movie too fast too furious because people are like you know who are all these people in fast five these characters are great and then you go back and it's like oh yeah too fast is a lot of fun but i'm very curious um i think it'll have a huge opening weekend fast x i'm hoping the title has another part to it because fast x sounds like a laxative and which I believe it is, if you Google Fast X. But, uh, and then Fast 11, of course. But I'm very excited for these movies. I'm just worried about creative differences with directors and studios. And with Lewis, he hasn't directed one of these before. So I'm just, I'm curious what he's going to do. But I didn't like the look of The Incredible Hulk. Uh, just the tone of it. He directed that one. Not saying it's going to be like that. I mean, picture quality's improved in that, but... But, yeah. But, um, anyways, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, again, the podcast is available. Spotify, Anchor.fm, where you can leave a voice message. Apple Podcasts. And episodes on YouTube as well. And all my stuff is at Ron Jammin, except uh, Facebook at Ron Jammin 2-2. And that's the name I use for my music albums and singles. So check those out also on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your uh, digital music. And uh, 
I'll have another episode very soon, I can guarantee it, because I'm definitely going to review the first trailer, first spot, whatever we see next month. I'm very excited for that. So stay tuned, check out past episodes, and uh, I will see you next time, ride or die.